Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave-driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Becca Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. I realized after last week's episode that I like Dick, but I don't need Dick in my life. Jesus. That was way the story of Jesus. Jeff Dick. So oh this week's episode is going to be a little different than normal. <laughs> the Mecca Shane Madison has disappeared from Winnipeg. I believe he's in Mexico, but I don't know. I heard yeah. he's somewhere around the Florida Keys. He could just be. selling around. Jesus <laughs> in the Florida Keys. Yeah. Exactly. So we so we decided we needed to bring in somebody who is going to spe- sit in and be the special guest uh-huh. star for the special guest star, yeah. James Corba. Yeah. The. Uh, General manager of WPW, yeah, lifelong fan, of, supporter of local wrestling. Yes, um, since I think my first show it was, I want to say fourteen at Chalmers. Oh wow! Um, I remember the main event was K Man Broda against Solar Steve Stryker. What and, what year? So it was fourteen, fifteen. So it would have been. 95, 96? If it was 96, I refed it. If it was 95, I probably refed it. If it was before summer, no. Royce was there for sure. Definitely. Um, I It may have not been, but it was definitely Broda against Stryker because Stryker cheat, cheated and hit him with a belt and won. And I remember him doing this terrible running man. That's all I like <laughs> in my... I think that was just before. I think that was for Maybe the was River 97? City Wrestling TV title. Oh, yes. Yeah. It may have been 97. Or it might have been for the CWE or CWF tag team titles. I think it, was, oh, it wasn't tag titles. It was definitely River City because it wasn't All right. CWF. All right. Yeah. So that's when your fandom started of local wrestling? I would say local wrestling, yeah. Um, I remember because I was living in that area by Chalmers. And my dad, I loved wrestling as a kid, like... The I remember AWA, like I never saw AWA. It was like right before I really, but I remember being six years old and seeing Scott Hall. Now I knew who it was uh, on AWA and him and Kurt Henning. I'm just like, who is this dude? And then that's when my wrestling fandom started. Like Ricky Steamboat from that time, like he was everything. I had the Bargain Herald's blue sweatshirt where it was, I, w- I want to find one. I can't, but just him, like Ricky Steamboat on it. And Bargain Heralds had a ton of wrestling shirts. I remember as a kid, I thought it was like the greatest thing. So, wow. Yeah. There's a trivia question for you. Where did you get good wrestling shirts? That that was back in the day. That was like back, back. Like, so I was, that's my earliest memory of wrestling. And my, uh, my grand, my grandfather at the time when I was born called me the crusher. So I have like connections to that too. Cause I looked Literally, as a baby, looked like him. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's been a long time. Okay, so, so you took that f- 
that interest in local yeah. wrestling from 1994 or 95, somewhere yeah, in there. around there. And then you became a fan. I remember you coming around in PCW and CWF. Yeah. Oh, CWF for sure. Um, that was like Lincoln Motor Hotel. That was my first like actual like teenager foray into wrestling. And I, I think the main event was Adam Knight, your buddy, <laughs> against uh, one member of Damage Inc., Okay, that would have been, I believe that was against Scar, who was yes. Brian Bailey. Yeah. I think Steve Stryker was the booker on that show, Maybe. and Steve Stryker got fired after the show because <laughs> Ernie Todd went into the locker room and lost it on Scar because someone someone came to ringside and pulled on Scar's leg, and somehow okay. they knocked out a ceiling tile. Yes, you yes. Know, the, it wasn't me who pulled on his leg, okay. but I, was, I remember that happening. Um, and I remember there was a spot with like a table, like yeah. one of those round tables. And I think Adam Knight got body slammed on it. I could be wrong. You should have him on the show to correct me. I would love to have Adam um, Knight on the show. But I, I'm pretty sure uh, it like turned the wrong way and he got body slammed on like the corner of the round table. Yeah. Ooh. And I remember intermission had chili and buns for yes, everyone. That was the deal. You bought yeah. a, I think it was a $15 ticket yeah. and you got fed. And I think they were giving away tickets for the next night at Sinclair park in which one of us won. I don't know if it was me or, and then we went to the show and I was hooked after that, like Sinclair park. That for me was like, it's like, wow, this is like once a month. It's like we went with my friends, we'd go and heckle like crazy. Um, <laughs> like, and just that my love affair with local wrestling that's where it started. It's so, like, that's that back to that Lincoln show. Uh, Steve Stryker was the booker, he yeah. got fired after the show because what happened was uh, the ceiling tile got broken. Ernie went to the back and yelled at the guys, and he was like, Who's gonna pay for this ceiling tile? And, and Stryker lost it on him. And he said, You had no security, a wrestler could have got hurt when the fan oh, pulled yeah. the foot, and you're worried about $70 on a ceiling tile, <laughs> shove it up your ass. And Ernie almost cried. Do you know who I am? You know, he they yelled at each other briefly and then Ernie stormed no. out. He was later found in the back of the ring truck by Vance Nevada oh crying, God. crying Jeez. and saying he was getting out of the business. Yeah. Vance Nevada told him, convinced him to stay in the business. Stryker was fired as Booker and Vance Nevada took over as the Booker. So Vance is to blame. Vance is, well, Vance is the one who discovered Ernie. Yeah, you pretty much, what? Yes. Oh my oh, God. Dude. I was at the first, believe it or not, I was at the first meeting between Vance Nevada and Ernie Todd when Ernie wasn't in the business and Ernie was saying he owned a trucking company and he wanted to yeah. invest. And Vance saw Mark money and went crazy. Oh, More I, some, similar to how I saw Jeff Dick. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw Jeff Dick as an angel investor. It's quite different. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny too, because that, I just remember that for me was like the gold, like, I don't want to say golden age. I don't know if that's the right word. Cause it was right before that 2001 when mm. PCW started like that to me is the golden age of local wrestling. Cause everyone was running, all the shows were kind of trying to compete with each other. Um, and it was just so, you had so many options. And I wasn't privy to the local politics yet. So yeah. it was just, and it's like as a kid when you love wrestling and you find out the work or whatever. But before that, it was like, I just loved it because there was all this wrestling. And like super talented dudes like Alex Rain. Good, um, yeah, the late Royce, Alex Rain. Yeah, uh, Royce. And then you had uh, Dr. T.A. What was his name? Tony Maguire? I, oh, it was Dr. T.A. Love. Oh, yes. Okay, Dr. Yeah, Love. I thought he was great, too. Tony Maguire was his ta cool daddy swing. Tony yeah. Maguire was his partner. And then you had Angels. You had Dalton. You had Assisted Suicide. Like, just all of these. Spider. Um, um, 
You were Mad- clearly pulling for CWF in that war. Oh, Madman Martin. Um, <laughs> Madman Martin was oh, great. Oh, God, he was terrifying. Um, I just thought he was hilarious. I'm like, who is this dude? He just looks like one big steroid. And um, just going, like, you can look back. I know Mecca has a bunch of video where we're, like, front and center. And, like, I, I love CWF. Like, I think... Do you know I, how it all fell apart, right? You know uh, that the story. garage sale? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When they left, like yeah. that group, I was done. I was like, there's no, I was, I, I say this, um, Showtime Robbie Royce is bar none my favorite local wrestler of all time. It's not even close. Like yeah. when uh, WPW started and we were kind of planning like who we're going to use, I was like, Royce has to be on it. Yeah. Like just for me personally. Yeah. Was so like, you were involved in the formation of WPW? 100%. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. How did that start? Uh, WPW? Yeah. Sorry um, to jump generations ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it is generations ahead. Um, it started, uh, we went to, it's myself and Ben and TJ who does a lot of the camera operating. And uh, we went to California for um, the first uh, in uh, Long Beach, the New Japan. Like they had the tournament for the one that Kenny won. Yeah. Um, and we went there and we went and saw bar wrestling. And it was uh, at a legion. And here's the thing that always gets misconstrued is that we've never said <laughs> it's funny. Cause like whenever media gets involved and they don't know what you're talking about, they'll just take select words. So they took like, Oh, they wanted to do bar wrestling. I'm like, no bar wrestling has been going on in Winnipeg for yeah dozens since of the, years. Since right. The right. Early eighties. So, but I was talking specifically and you forget, you have to explain that. So, but no, we went to, I'm like, man, we could do something with like, this like this is something we could do so and then it was like five of us so it was myself Devin, ben uh curtis housen first row collectible sponsor of the show um tj and yeah and me and we just had a which at at the time which isn't that long ago like six years ago i think a lot of people were thrown off because there were five of us it wasn't one person running it or two people it was five so we had a collective kind of not we had to all agree on everything but there wasn't really a, like a booker. We all had ideas and we kind of brought it together. Now it's a bit more concise with Ben and, and Devin. But before then it was just, we were all kind of spitballing and also like navigating local wrestling politics, which it at, at first I, I was kind of ignorant to it. Oh yeah. Not ignorant. And, and, but just kind of like, Whoa, Holy. Yeah. Like, yeah we need yeah. to get into that. Holy no, it's just, and it's just kind of like, you know what? That part's not for me. I, I love being a part of something. And, and I was just like, I was right deciding whether I want to go back to school to become a teacher. I'm like, I'm going to do this and I'll still help. I'll still be involved and, you know, help any way I can. I still didn't Devin and Ben have just taken that original vision that we've had. I just like blown it sky high and it's been wonderful. And just yeah. to be a part of it and like, like, I'm doing bucket list stuff that I've always wanted to do. Like I've always wanted to be a heel manager. <laughs> like, and you know, he's like, not to quote Hulk Hogan, but James Corba, the GM and James Corba, the me are the base are the same person. So wow. It's just basically. Yeah. So you're getting to be an in, in hindsight. It's kind of a mistake to have gone with my, my name, like yeah. James Corba. Cause my students, you know, because 
if kids like you as a teacher, they'll look you up on the internet. Mr. So, Corba, Mr. Uh, and Corba. then they're like, oh, James Corbin, what comes up? WPW. And then they're like, I saw your match and you, oh, you hit him. Did he hit? Did that hurt? And you're like trying to, you know, oh but yeah, that, it was terrible. That allows you to hook the next generation of fans. It does. So some kids think it's real. Yeah. So I will keep them like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, I should be nice to you. Cause I'm like, no, I'm not going to, but <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's where the switch from fan, I guess, to being involved was, it was very eye opening for me. And I think we've, I know I can't speak for Ben and, and Devin and everyone else, but we've exceeded our own expectations. Like every new thing that happens is just like, I'm not really a religious person, but super humbled. And it's just like, wow. Like this rec room show we just had, I was like, holy moly. Like, I know. I saw some video. It's, it's, and it's just like, holy crap. There's a lot of kids here. And yeah. initially when I wanted, when I, my thoughts for WPW, I'm like, I don't want to do family shows. Yeah. I just don't. I was never a huge fan of them watching. I, I like a little bit of edge to my wrestling, but it's happened. Like even the shows of the West End, you see a couple kids there, but they're like, you know, 10, 11. They're like those kids like yeah. her watching R-rated action. Movie. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? They, they get it. Yeah. Their parents get it. But this one was more kids. Like I had to tell, um, I don't know if I, I should. Anyway, I had to tell a kid like, hey, you know what? I'm going to be saying mean stuff to you. So you better watch your mouth. <laughs> right. And he's like, I'm going to tell you to shut up. I'm like, try it and see what happens. So <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of fun and intra and see my friends, kids bring their yeah. kids and who, who are starting to love wrestling. And it's just kind of that finding that kind of connection. And I saw the video of cheeks's entrance where they yeah, use he had, inflatables. Who, yeah, who he, brought those cheeks? <laughs> oh, wow. That was yeah. ingenious on his. Yeah. Part. Yeah. And, and it just looked like it's a small room. Like, it was 250, but it's like, so I love those shows because it's like intimate and you get that kind of, and West End too, like it's only, I think it's 350, but you get that kind of intimate that you don't get. Like people ask, oh, why don't you go to bigger venues? I'm like, do you know how much convention center costs? Oh yeah. Right. And then, and then, so your <laughs> overhead of like lighting, because if we have this level of production now, what if we go to a bigger venue? And like, as someone who's helping with the day to day, like production stuff, like music, lighting, kind of helping and guiding because that's the thing too that people forget is that you're working with people who don't watch wrestling at all like sound guys lighting guys you have to explain it and explaining like okay you want to hit this music right when he hits this move and like trying to explain that when they don't know they're like so when do i do it and it's like god damn so it's like so go you watch have it. to be there and watch for it for them? uh sometimes uh, i don't since i've been doing commentary it's kind of hard but like to explain to some just a regular person who hasn't watched wrestling, the intricacies of like knowing when to start the next music and all that stuff. It's, I take it for granted and I get frustrated. I'm like, dude, you should have the music like a second before. And it's like, Oh, you didn't leave it. I'm like, okay, you can't I'm like go watch a stone cold match, a stone cold running. Yeah. Cause that's always for me, like the perfect. Psh. Yeah. Like think of it that way and like try and watch that. And he's it's, it's, it's always a challenge working with that. Like, but I don't know. It's been WPW has just been so much fun and like it's on fire. I've never seen a phenomenon like that in independent wrestling, and, let alone local wrestling. You know, and it's for a bunch of uh, five fans. Yeah. Um. To for to and I think that was an advantage because although we had to deal with and I can't speak for everyone else, but for myself, who took a lot of those politics personally, like. I was trying to make everyone happy, which you can't do. No. But I was really trying hard to. And some people might disagree with that. Um, but it, it was, I found it very, 
it was hard. Like I would get anxious about it. I'm like, oh, someone's going to read about what this person said. And I was like worrying about it. And I hated it. I was like, like show nights, my favorite part. Every The part where people are like, oh, aren't you nervous? I'm like, no, show day is my favorite part of the day because you're ready to present this. And, and you've got the rush. You got the rush. And then like you can see there's pictures from those earlier days. And there's one where I'm like, on the apron, just watching a match, like as a fan, and I'm just exhausted. Like I know I'm exhausted, but it was so much fun, and like to be a part of it still. From the, I have the best job in WPW. I don't have to deal with any of the booking or any of that, and I get to have my say to some extent. Like Ben and Devin get final say. Yeah, but I get to input stuff that I believe. Or so you good. have a unique perspective. I do. So Ben and Devin, yeah, which one? Which one leads the creative? It's it's hard to say because I, I, I would say that uh, Devin probably to something, but it's all it's all collective still. It's like, an amazing team. Like it's for a, two bookers yeah. or two partners to be able to build and get that momentum and when when it comes to life, yeah, it's like it's one person's vision. Because it becomes a collective yeah. of everyone involved oh. between the wrestlers in the ring and the fans who yeah. are buying in and the and and the two owners and yeah. every support person all comes together. It's like Cirque du Soleil, but yeah. it's wrestling. Yeah, and, and the other thing too, and I, I'm, he's going to be mad I, I didn't mention him, but there's also Adam who, Alfonso, they're related. Yeah. Um, he's responsible for all the like tactile, like, the turnbuckles and the yeah. magnets and like those small, like he was the one who wanted to get the mic squares and, and all of those little touches that just like people know the security team. That was like a group. I'm like, I want someone like Doug Dillinger and we have Andrew Dillinger. Who, <laughs> I mean, not to blow it. Andrew Boychuk. Like yeah. he was like, the next generation of Dillinger. Yeah. And he's my, like we've been best friends for, he was the guy I went to to all these wrestling shows. So mm -hmm. um, to see that come full circle and doing it the way it's, like how well it's doing it's it's mind-blowing to me like and there's always new things where i'm like what and just when i see like i i'm the only person like involved where i tell them don't tell me who we're bringing in like don't i want to know i want to be surprised don't tell me that i don't want to i just want to do commentary naturally and some things obviously but um it's great okay so your passion uh -huh. is very very evident yeah has it changed you you started as the most engaged local fan there possibly was. Okay. That's how I would think of you maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. Now you're so engaged as a, as kind of like a, a performer and yeah. a support guy. Yeah. Right. And I'm somebody still a fan and too. a founder of the company to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Has it changed your perception of the, like, do you love it more now or do you, did you love There's it more then? There's a side that I found out that, um, First of all, it made me realize how much wrestling I was watching. Like, not just, I was watching, like, PW. I was just all this independent stuff, like, all the time. And then once WPW started, uh, I was kind of like, oh, I need to take a break from wrestling. Like, not, I'm like, I need to keep my ear to the ground, so to speak, so we can see, like, talent that's coming through and be like, oh, that would work. That'd be cool. So I've always still keep my, but I, I'm not watching as much as I used to. Um but it's changed in a sense, like there's parts of wrestling I don't like that I thought I would. Um, the the politicking, which to be fair in Winnipeg right now, is pretty calm. Oh, yeah. Um, I, pretty, I experienced a little bit recently, but. Uh, yeah, um, I bet. <laughs> um, uh, 
Uh, and I, I feel right now it's kind of like everyone's doing their own thing and doing everything a little bit differently. Um, I, I might, here's the thing. I'm also, I don't just because I think a show is bad. Doesn't mean necessarily mean that show is bad. Yeah. There are things where I'm like, uh, what is that about? But, um, you know, like maybe don't sit up from a power bomb right away and run <laughs> well, out of the room. Get up and stand up and walk out of the I ring. mean, that's a common, that's like a, I don't know. So when I see things like that, um, it's interesting because I also never planned on ever being a wrestler. Like I had that decision made for me when um, I was 18, graduated high school. I'm like, oh, do I want to be a wrestler? Don't want to try it. And it's like, I got to try it. So let's think about it. And Ernie Todd used to work out as Trans Canada Fitness right across from the casino. Wasn't that at one point Premier Fitness? Yeah, pre, it could have been Premier Fitness. Yeah. I Anyway, I used, I started working out because I'm like, okay, the first thing I got to do is I at least got to resemble like I'm trying. Clearly, it hasn't worked, panned out. But I, I should try and work out maybe something. And Ernie Todd used to work out all the time. So we would talk and then he would just be like, hey, you're doing those bicep curls wrong. And I would look at him and be like, I think I'm doing them okay. Like, <laughs> not that I was built or anything, but we would talk and be friendly. And then I asked him, like, "Oh, do you have a wrestling school?" And he goes, "Kid, you don't. You know, you're you'd be good as a manager. I don't, don't do it." He like he told me like, "Just don't." Was and, it good advice? Um, I don't know. Cause here's the thing: I've had a taste for it. It's weird. It's uh, I guess I'll get into that later. But it's been weird because I'm not trained and. I've been in two matches. It was one in PCW, uh, a six man, and the one with AJ last year. At the museum. At the museum. It was an amazing match. It was fun. Yeah. Um, it was painful. Like, someone kicks you in the back. I was like, oh, that sucked. Um, I don't know. It, it was cool because, like, AJ and I have always had this, like, love-hate relationship, like, both as, like, him as a performer and I would boo him. We used to call him shitbag because he would wear those. <laughs> sorry to swear. No, that's fine. Because um, okay. he would wear, everyone was wearing pleather in the early 2000s. And I'd be like, you look like a bag of shit. And then shitbags. <laughs> and when, even when he would be face in PCW, we call him shitbag. So that's always stuck from a perspective. And then at your show at the the bar with the recliners, for, was it foreplay? No. The one it where was you, called Blush at the time. Was the one, was that you who put like pictures of PCW's family? Oh. Yeah. That Not, was te- it, that was terrible. I'm just gonna <laughs> say gonna that. Get called out. That yeah. was terrible. It was bad judgment. You're right. It was terrible because here's the thing, and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna make a blanket statement. Anytime you do something locally, like oh, is it a work or something like that, or this guy did this, the only people who are gonna care about it are people who are involved. Like yep. seriously, there might be the odd super fans who are like, you know, I was on the Moon Dog boards. I saw all that stuff. Like yep. there might be the odd fans who are like really really like that stuff yeah but at the end of the day like if you're working someone or like you're quitting or doing this like the only people who are going to care about it are the people who are directly involved the odd person in crowds so i always found that like going to wrestling when you'd get privy to those little tidbits and when i was in pcw doing like the storyline lead up or i do the odd general manager night and andrew uh, i'd be allowed in the locker room and i always thought it was such a privilege i'm like you know, and it'd be there and they'd be doing <laughs> all the wrestler stuff that I wasn't supposed to be seeing. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, I remember it was funny there. It wasn't funny. Uh, Royce like mucked up his ankle terribly. And, 
Uh, I was backstage and then Marty Gold comes and he's like, welcome to the biz kid. And I'm like, I'm not in the business at all. I'm just a, a fan who's, you know, going to be in a match. And I always found that like, I've always been very timid. You talk to me, I hate using wrestling lingo. I hate it because I'm not a wrestler. I've always said that. Yeah. I'm just the, uh, I'm a character who just ends up in wrestling matches. So last year was supposed to be my last match. I don't know. If there's another match, I mean, Bobby Schink and I aren't getting along very well right now. Well, I'd say that's an understatement. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of his. Yeah. Um, and that that's going back to the first show. Uh, he's been just, I, he's very lackadaisical as a person. Uh, he doesn't, I feel he doesn't take it as seriously. He can say he does. He can go on death tours and say he does, but really does he? Because... I'm the one who counted the three when he, when he initially won. So it's like, I gave you this moment. He got to throw out the first pitch at the gold eyes game. What do you do? He barely hit the plate, <laughs> right? Like to me, that's, that's a no brainer. It's you, like, Shane Madison and I have said the same thing. We think of him as a, we think the fans definitely well, fans, love him. Fans love him and, and relate the, to him. And without, without the fans, there's no WPW. I get that. But at the same time, it's like sometimes when you're, you know, I have a say there, and sometimes... So, let me get this straight. You will probably do what you can to derail... Yeah, well... Bobby Shink's Bobby ascent Schink, back to Bobby, the top of the to, the... to the WPW title. As long as I'm there, he's never going to be champion. I, I don't think that he's, he's there. Like, as much as I don't like AJ and we don't get along, like, that dude's put in the years, the time, and the matches he had, right? Tyler Colton, say, Manitoba's strongest man, like... Bobby Shink sells syrup, comes out to regulator. Great. Hilarious. Fun to watch. I was the first, one of the first people to own a Bobby Shink shirt. Great to watch. But now you're not as big a fan. No, he's nice guy. Fine. But champion. Come on, man. Right? Like, so it's. Those are heated words. It's, it's, there's no heat. <laughs> no just, heat. You're just going to stop him no. from his chance to be the champion. Well, if, if he. Do you think he has heat with you? I don't care. <laughs> right? I, I mean, here's the thing. This is a teachable moment for him. He can learn from this. He can take the advice I'm giving him or he cannot. Um, uh, we've had this conversation before. I'm like, you know, you can kind of make that switch in your head and you can decide to push yourself. I don't think he is. I think that documentary coming out, but it's going to get to his head. He's like, oh, I'm in a movie now. It's like, great. What are you doing when you're the champion? Right? <laughs> like, we can talk about it. Like it's it just for me, something clicked and it's like, you know what? This is not happening while I'm here. So, like, so do the fans, the fans obviously aren't, no, on they your don't side. like it. No, no. That's yeah. I mean, they can say what they want. They pay their money. They can say it. I'm not going to listen. Yeah. There's business involved. It's not just me. It's, it's Devin, it's Ben, it's all of us. And like, they've put me in a position where I can make these decisions and I think that's okay. And, and ha, should I, you know, it's, I made a move. Some people don't like it, but sometimes, you know, calling is a need and yeah. for things. And this is just one of those examples. I hope Bobby Shank gets all the t-shirts and sells all the merch and takes all the pictures with kids and all, but he is not getting a sniff of any title. Um, maybe he can find a partner. Maybe don't even get me started on red hot summer. Um, <laughs> but you know, it just needs a little bit of change. That's it. And 
you can either adapt and, you know, push yourself or you can just rest on your laurels of being a big seven foot goofball. I'm fine. Seven he, feet. He's not quite seven. Well, I'm getting, see, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm you're giving, giving him, him an yeah. extra five inches. So. so listener Robbie Cowie saw the video. <laughs> you know this. He saw the video of yeah. you essentially. Has he ever been to a show? I don't think so. So then why is he talking? Well, we're going to, we're going to okay. give him his voice. He saw the video of you screwing over. Uh, Bobby Shank. I counted to two. That's that's yes. the most popular number. Now, he's not the only fan that's definitely on Team Bobby Shank and not an anti oh, James Corbin. Fans, yeah, I knew it wouldn't be a popular. How decision. is it for you to have three hundred and fifty people on the other side? They hate you for what? You, well, maybe not hate you, but they strongly dislike what you did. Okay, not all three hundred and fifty hate me. Some people came up to me and said that you did it when needed to be done. Shane Madison would pat you on the back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he might and. It, it's, it is what it is. Um, there's a thin line between love and hate. I always say that. And yeah, I stepped over it and people don't like me right now, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. So quickly before we go to break, tell me what can fans expect? WPW has got the two shows coming up. The mm-hmm. Voyager Cup. Both sold out. Both sold out. What is the show called? Street Fighter? Uh, well, Winnipeg Street Fighter Tournament, yeah, for yeah. the Voyager Cup. Yeah. Really hell, hell of a lineup. Yeah, it's it's loaded. Yes. Uh, this I'm will surprised be... we're getting Judas Icarus. Like, there's so many people who are going to be signed within the next couple years. He's history. right there. Judas is yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Wolf is also yes. making his WPW debut. Yeah. Yep. What do you expect from those two nights? Both are I, sold out. I love tournaments. I've always been a fan of them. Um, I, I It's our first tournament, which is really interesting. Um. Really, as long as Bobby Shank doesn't win, I think the results are going to be... I think the matches, the potential matchups you're going to get is going to be fantastic. And you have Steph DeLander uh, coming in against uh, Slazia, and that's huge. Like, yep. that's, you know, she's on fire right now just everywhere. And it's it's great. And Slazia's title match, like, getting her win, like... I didn't think it would happen, but it's it's crazy. So And one step closer to Night at the Museum 2. Yep, Night at the Museum 2, which is April 28th. Tickets go on sale um, April 15th, but there's a pre-sale if you're on April the 13th. April 15th or March 15th? March 15th, pardon okay, me. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that would not be smart. Cutting it a little say. tight. Yeah, yeah, that's a little tight, yeah. Um, but uh, March 13th, if you're on the email list, you get pre-sale stuff. So Okay. That's gone crazy, too. Like, just... I, I never thought, like... Like, I thought, okay, I'm ready to promote because I love promoting, too. I love telling people, hey, it's always like a wrestling show. It's not the wrestling you think. Like, come out, have a good time. We sell a ton of beer. We've broken the record for the West End, like, four times, five times over for alcohol sales. Really? There's been some cool bands that have played there. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, it's I'm I'm very excited. I mean... It's, it's tournaments are great. I've seen the trophy. It looks awesome. Oh, wow. Um, it's, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not the usual rule with a trophy where like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're and, saying, you know, okay. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk more local wrestling. Some of the news mm-hmm. that's happening. We're going to talk some national wrestling and maybe you'll grill me about a few things. Yeah, like I have some why I put questions. wrestlers pictures on the, uh, on the screen. <laughs> that was the worst possible local wrestling moment. Sorry, bud. But like that was terrible. <laughs> This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B E 
S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. This is the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. And you are listening to the Bees She's Wrestling. If you've been following the CWE's tour, the anniversary tour in Western Canada, lots of people are checking it out. Yep. They've been on fire with Shane Douglas. Um, also, as we said in the earlier segment, WPW has been on fire. Primo's announced that they're going to do a show. It's called, what is it, Chris? It's called... I'll have to look it up. It's called Fast Times at... At Primo's high. Primo's high. Primo's high. That, that's a ripoff yeah. of Fast Times at Ridge, Ridgemont yeah. High. <laughs> well, yeah, I figured that out. Yeah. Do you think... Okay. Okay. Now the, I now know you, what you're going to ask. Do you think on. that the... Is the concept of using movie titles into wrestling shows creative? I think it can be. Mm-hmm. Is it done too much locally maybe right now? I mean, it's... We're not the first. <laughs> it's we happening were, all across North America. Uh, yeah, and, and that's always been a thing, like... WPW, I can't speak for Primos, but WPW, we grew up on that stuff. So don't tell mom the referee's dead, which is probably the worst title for a wrestling show. At a, I remember um, being perplexed by yeah, it. Yeah, but the movie Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's I Dead, knew, yeah. right? So that was, well, that's funny. Right, look who's wrestling now. Look who's talking now. Like, it was just stuff like, oh, behave. Like, it, I, Devin and I were watching Austin Powers at the same time. So it was like, oh, we got to do something with Austin Powers theme. It's like, oh, behave. I'm like, that's such a ridiculous title. Um, I mean, movie poster, like, he runs a shop where it's like pop paraphernalia and wrestling stuff. So, I mean, it it is. I don't know if it's oversaturated. Um, I thought it was actually fairly clever for him. <laughs> no, and I listen, hey, people think I'm hard on, on Primos, yeah. but I like to say when they're doing something they're trying no, something. I, and I think it looks good. And, you know, a, a couple of people were reaching out like, oh, WPW. I'm like, well, WPW is doing movie stuff, but so are other companies. Like, it's not like this new trend. And, you know, if they if they are ripping us off, they're doing a good, you know, they're not. But, like. I don't think that there was a No, rip-off. not at all. I think and I, and was, I think it's fine. He came up with a creative title that yeah. he wanted, that he had a vision for. I'm curious how they're going to do a show in a church. I think, I think that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great building though. I've seen shows there like bands play. Yeah. So band, like what kind of bands? Uh, all sorts of weird bands, like noise shows and weird feedback stuff. So and the church rents out to any kind of, not, it's been a while as far as I know, but it's a cool looking room. So, and he's obviously checked it out. And yeah. And it's can, in Osborne. So like, it's a great location. There should be more wrestling in Osborne. It's Agreed. not, it's, the tricky part is how do you get the venues in Osborne? I mean, there was the Legion that 3D did. Um, yep. That's a great venue. That was initially actually one of the spots we checked out for the first, before we went to the Sherb um, for WPW. And, and location you liked, but maybe not the venue? Uh, no, the, it was just, there was some weird stuff going on with Legion politics and management. And Is that ultimately why 3D moved out of there? Do you know? No, I think 3D wanted, I, I can't speak for yeah, Shane no, and I 3D, understand. but 
I think they want it to go bigger because uh, the park, I think, holds like 700. So probably with the ring, it'd be like five something. But I think they just want it to go bigger. So yeah. 3D, and, and we talked about this in the break, mm-hmm. I thought they had a certain level of potential when they started. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I went to the first, I, I, I went to two of the shows. I didn't go to the second show with, uh, heavy, oh, sorry, uh, Harlan Abbott. But I went to the first one at a great time. Um, and then I went to the deathmatch show and deathmatch wrestling is just not really my thing, but I just like, it's an experience. It's an experience. That's how I can describe no ring deathmatch wrestling. Mm. And you know, um, it just one of those things. I, I, I don't really know the full story. So, uh, or at least that's what I'll say. And <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not my story to tell. It's Shane's. Yeah. So um, I, yeah. So I'm going to ask you to think, Pre James Corbett, general manager of WPW, mm-hmm. over the course of CWE's existence, they're yep. now 15 years. What are the things that you'll remember as highlights for their run? Um, their first show because it was Mentalo against uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah, that was a one. That was a great show. Wayne uh, Stanton killed that ring in a, the announcement. <laughs> I, I remember Brian Danielson was backstage frustrated Ooh. that he talked through the 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 buildup of the song. Yeah. Oh, and I can, I <laughs> can you imitate Wayne? Uh, can I tell a Wayne story? Absolutely. So Wayne had his, like, it was, he was like one of the, one of the first dudes to have a podcast. Didn't he have one with Shane? Uh, Blog Jeff? Talk Radio. Yeah, Blog Talk yeah. Shane show. So they would do like, yeah, and, they had, and I remember he had talked major, he had gotten into the, someone had written a blog about us because he had dubbed us the triad. There were like three of us. So we'd heckle all the time. And someone wrote a blog. I can't, I don't know who it was. Never found out. But someone said they hope we die of AIDS. Didn't I get accused of that? You got, yeah. Make it about you, Mike. No, but yeah. did, I, did I get accused of that? I, did I don't you know. think I was the one who did it? No, because it's like, I don't, I didn't understand the, like, why you would do that. Wasn't like, Tim Helbert one of the three? Uh, no, actually he was part, like, okay. If I thought he was even peripherally, I loved him. I yeah. would never have said anything like triad that. adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> try, no, it, it's just cause there are three of us who are like taller or whatever. Yeah. Um, but someone had written this blog about, oh, these guys are good. I hope they die of AIDS. I was like, whoa, that's uh, a bit far. But anyway, um, and Wayne Stanton kind of followed that on. I remember. And he was like, these guys think they come in and think they can run the show, but they don't they're just lousy mark fans or something like that and i was like wayne like what we just heckle do we steal yes absolutely i was a terrible fan i learned this (laughs) i learned this uh fast forward bobby fish of all people i was heckling at an roh show and he said something like like just hey hey dude you're taking away from what's going on and it just something clicked so bobby Uh, fish is the one who clued you in yeah and I was just like, shit, man. And then, you know, all after that, it was just kind of like, I still heckle. Like, even when I go out as a fan, I'll heckle sometimes, but not. It's more about, I'll let what, it, if it's bad, then heckling kind of pops in. But I just kind of realized that it's just kind of like, I just shouldn't do this anymore. But um, so anyway, what were we talking? Sorry. Wayne. Wayne. Wayne's Wayne Stanton. So anyway, it was the Pitbull Carry Brown show. And I saw Wayne there and Wayne was a little bit inebriated. Oh no. Uh, or appeared to be. And he comes up, he's like, Oh, the leader of the triad, James Corba. Like, yeah, man. Cool. What's up? He goes, yeah, I want to apologize for my comments on the blog toss 
ready. And then he's like, here you go, buy your son. He gave me a 20 bucks for her to buy a drink. And then we walked off into the night. It's the weirdest thing. I was like, I was always so a peace offering. Yeah. And I was like, thanks Wayne. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, but it was just really a odd place to do it. Cause it's at like this. Yeah. Like a memorial yeah. show. Yeah. One of the greatest things I've ever seen is watching Marty Gold sing Oh Canada with like no music at the top of his lungs. He been, was the singer of O Canada? N- he just was singing so loud the mic was picking it up. It was oh. wonderful. <laughs> it was just great. Oh. But yeah, um, CWE, like they had a tournament a couple years ago and there's an opening round match. It was, I think it was Leo Rush. It's either Leo Rush against Silas Young, but it was Leo Rush against Jason Kincaid. It was like opening round and it was fat. It's like one of the best matches I've seen live. That whole turn. I love tournaments. That whole tournament was great. Um, a lot of the bar shows at uh, Rookies, I had. I used to love going to bar shows and they've just been doing their thing for so long and consistently. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to make it out to uh, at, the, at the Holy Eucharist. But when they were doing the one in St. Boniface, went to a lot of those shows. And Danny was also pretty, like, when I had a podcast, Loose Ropes Wrestling. Haven't got my flowers for that from either of you. That's true. I was um, a guest once. You were a guest. <laughs> Yours was kind of somber when you were on, though. I it was, was like, how honest. come your show was a failure? Like, how come it failed? That was the reason you came on. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, and Danny would, like, when a, someone would come in, he would make it possible that we were able to uh interview so we had like jake the snake steiner uh so many guests before going on wrestling podcast was kind of like they don't do it anymore yeah so we were at like ethan page like matt taven i think we had on like three or four times colt cabana three or four times like like taven it's cool seeing him doing what he's doing in AEW because that guy i've been behind since i saw him in roh and met him and hung out with him and like super nice guy and it's cool. CW's like so many moments. Um, I love their tournament and, you know, just kind of, I think they did a show. I think they brought in, uh, was that you or was that them? Shane Douglas at the Transcona bar there. That was them. That was them. Yeah. That was a great show too. Yeah. Um, and just giving that opportunity for like younger wrestling fans to see these, um, you know, and they bring in guys that, uh, the legend stuff where you can meet all the legends and autographs. Yeah. Those are great too at a good time. And so, it's it's crazy that it's been they've been around fifteen years. Like that time has flown by. So and fast. he's built it into a business where he yeah. can make a living. I'm, yeah. I nobody in my opinion works harder than Danny Duggan. Uh, in no, terms no. of the business end, no, that's something I know. That's why I always say like WPW started with five people because I can't do that by myself. I don't think not speak for Devin or Ben or you know, it is just kind of a collective seem a more realistic goal to put on a show than one of us doing it. So, um, hats off to them. And, and I'm hoping to, to make it out to the show eventually, like at some point, um, being a teacher kind of messes with my schedule a little bit just cause I'm dead tired at the end of the day. But yeah, I'm, it's awesome that they're, they're able to do. And now that COVID they've kind of been able to open up and do the, the touring, what they were doing before. So, Okay, we're going to pivot, and we're going to talk yeah. national. Yeah. And I know you follow it as well yeah. as anybody. Yeah. And you asked me a question off air, and I want you to ask the question again about why TNA doesn't. Yeah, no, I, I want to know. And and this is coming from someone who has a little bit of insider info, I could say, I guess, a little bit. And I'm just curious, like, why 
why and especially now with what's happening like why they haven't run winnipeg or even like they run toronto and ontario that makes sense but they haven't really ventured out have they done calgary no no in fact i don't think they do montreal i think the original like in the original era of tna i think they did tna just reach out to carl tna in montreal Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it might've been through Hannibal, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Jesus. They went through somebody as a local promoter oh, into Ontario, into Quebec. We, we had Hannibal on the show. That's all I'm going to say. On loose ropes. Yeah. It was right after he won the lawsuit. Really? He, that- ne- we, he was initially asked to come on B. She's right at the beginning, him and Sonny yeah. were the two people I asked yeah. and she got in her accident and he said no. Yeah, no, so. um, right after he won the lawsuit, he came on and talked about it and said, I can't talk about the lawsuit. Then he talked about, so the, then he talked about the lawsuit. <laughs> no, he was not, he was nice enough uh, to us, but then he became like a wrestling dirt sheet, it seems now. I could be wrong. He's, that's how he's, he's gotten trying, strange. That's how he's yeah. trying to yeah. make his money. Yeah. Um, I can talk to you about why TNA hasn't come to Winnipeg yeah. to date. Mm-hmm. Um, Winnipeg's a standalone town. Yeah. That's the theory, even though I believe you could piggyback off of Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in and they've done Fargo. They did Fargo in the yeah. original TNA around yep. 2009 and 10 and 11, or 2010 and 11. No, 2011 and 12, because I D'Lo went to both. Trees. No, I, um, D'Lo was on that show. Was he? Oh, yes, he was on the I, made, yeah. The second one when Jeff Hardy wrestled and yeah. RVD wrestled. Yeah, yeah. The year before the that Dudley's was headlined too. by Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Okay, so... What I know is Len Asper is a Winnipegger. He spends a lot of time here. He comes in for yeah. almost every Bomber game. He goes to a lot of Jets games. Yeah. He has never really been hands-on with running Anthem or TNA. Yeah. That's always been Ed Nordholm, who apparently is out. Yeah. And uh, Scott Demore, or before that, Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. So now they're at an exact same crossroads as they were at in 2017 when they went to Don and Scott to run the company. Yeah. They have... At that time, they had just fired Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And now Scott Demore is gone. A and dumb move. Anthony Ciaccioni is going to be in charge because they need to run it more as a dollars and cents business yeah, is their theory. I guess. But no, that's their theory. I don't yeah. know if they I don't know if they could have thought that out thought that through. There has been rumors Tommy Dreamer is going to take a bigger role. Yeah, I heard that too. But he dismissed that. I don't think he wants to, and I don't think that I think to, Tommy is a a guy that's always going to be friendly to ownership and they're going to, I bet you there was an overture made where they said, Tommy, we want you to take over. I I think it's bad casting. Do you know who I think could end up running that company? Bully Ray. Oh, that I could see. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. And he's, and then they can tie in busted open, which is valuable to them. You know, what's you know, what's weird though. And this is kind of would defeat the purpose, but why do we know this? You know, that's, that's where I think for me, it's like, I, I have a limit to how much dirt I want. Yeah. And like, I love the inner workings and, and stuff, but there's a limit. And I, I know we're going to talk about Meltzer a little bit, but like, I, I just like want to watch the wrestling, sure. you know? And, 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 and there's a lot of people that do yeah. want to go back to what it was like before the internet. Yeah. The thing is, is when you, <laughs> do, to me, damn. <laughs> do you follow baseball? Do you follow football? I do. And okay. So when you follow football, yeah. The head coach gets fired. It's talked about. Yeah, yeah. The general I, it, manager is accountable for why the team on the yeah, field didn't win. Yeah. So in this case, here's where fans are at with Scott Demore. He was putting out a winning product yep. for the first. They, if you look at it from an outsider's point of view, mm-hmm. you could argue that TNA had had a better six months than AEW. 
Yeah. Even though AEW is better financed, has better distribution, and is definitely the number two, as the number three company, this is the most ever where TNA had taken the role of ECW from the 1990s. And all of a sudden, Scott gets fired. It's going to be talked about because why and what happens next are two important questions. I I see that to the sub, but just me as a fan, I just kind of, I think too, because I I took really a social media kind of backseat where I'm like, I don't need to know everyone's. And it's like that for, because I play fantasy football and it's the same, similar, similar thing. And it can be mentally draining to think about the things that you can't control. A lot of experts out there. And um, (laughs) that's the thing too, is like, I'm not an expert and, but there's so many and, you know, it's like, oh, personally, why you would just suddenly fire Scott Damore? It doesn't make sense to me. Like I could see a general transition where you bring in people and then just try like why don't they do like the old days just try and get them to quit like bring in all these business people like the old wcw you know like, so what ended up happening there i believe though yeah. was scott had complete firm grip yeah. and autonomy the company is sitting there going okay scott we're not going to back this next play mm-hmm. scott pushes harder yeah they say scott we're not back in this play mm-hmm he pushes one last time and they say, Scott, we're at a breaking point here. Yeah. As somebody who went through it with Jeff Dick. Yeah. I know what it took for Jeff Dick to hit a breaking point. Yeah. And um, it, it does happen. Yeah. I'm curious to see where, cause it reminds me of like the Jim, Jim Hurd era, like the Ric Flair, like the $10,000, the belt, all that stuff that where like before Bischoff got there. Could this be as bad of implosion? Yeah. And I don't know. We'll know this. We'll know by the this this, set of TV tapings. And the thing is, too, like that whole hourglass stuff. Like, and they have a really good talent there. Like Josh Alexander. Josh is freaking amazing, both as a wrestler and a human being. And to get like to piss off that guy. Did they piss him off though? They just extended. They extended an option after he'd asked asked, not them to. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We don't know that, and that's the thing. Yeah. at the same time, it's like, I think because Scott Demore was letting, you know, the, the, the chefs do the cooking, right? Like yeah. he, he would kind of guide it and let it and let them, let them work, let them wrestle. Right. And I think that's what people appreciated going there. Even the people would like kind of dip their toe in and dip out. Like, and I think when you look at the other two big companies, the WWE and AEW, which I have, I disagree with some things on, but. I think we're both in agreement of our hatred of Tony Khan on camera. I agree with that. But I do think that Tony Khan has to be successful for the sake of the betterment of independent wrestling. Oh, 100%. And I'm not... The stronger AEW can be, the better it is for the industry. Even though he has screwed up the the wage. Like, now, before Tony Khan came along... Even guys on the indie scene would would do it for three hundred dollars. Okay, would do it yeah. for a, a nominal sum. Now, yeah. because he has created so many jobs, which is good. Yeah, but he's paid people very, very generously. Yeah, that has changed the economics of well, wrestling. And, and I'm not opposed to that necessarily. Um, it's cool that people can make a living doing what they love and doing it if they're doing it well. Um, that's fine. There's people that deserve that, that, that amount of money, but there's also people who don't absolutely are delusional if they think that, you know, um, that, that was an eye opener too, is like learning the like intricacies of like, well, you don't want to like money and all that stuff. Like I was just not cut out. I was personally not cut out for that. Like I was just like, 
I don't want to deal with this over this amount of money. And I just want people to wrestle and have fun. And yeah. I want three companies to work to, you know, like to, to do their own thing. And I just, yeah, but I don't know. Like AEW working is good because egg is wrestling fans, something to talk about. Like absolutely. Like I, you and me right now. Yeah. I hate Tony Khan on the mic on camera. I think he's just from a, he's not a character. There's not, he, the way he talks, there's no charisma. There's, hey, we have an announcement, everybody. And he doesn't even look at the camera. He's like looking off. And good thing this is the audio podcast. Hey, we're going to be running in the Carolinas. And it's like, dude. After he builds it up for an entire week. I can't week, even watch Collision on TSN. No. I have to get the app. Like, and, and then you, I can't even watch it again. I have to watch it live on, like, it just, and it's just like, I, personally for me, I'm just like, I love AEW. When it first started, it was so good. Yes. And I, I got the, like, I just got bored. Like the MJF, Adam Cole, like, though, clearly was supposed to be a two-week angle, and then they implode after the tag tournament. And then they went with, I mean, that's fine. Go with what the fans are. But it's like. They kept doubling down until yeah, there was nothing left. And, and then it's like, well, if Adam Cole's the guy, it's going to be a letdown. Like. Yeah. I don't know if that was the original. That had to have been the plan. And, and then they buried MGF in the process. Like, yeah, take the hottest, I, I hottest love guy Samoa Joe, though. So, so do, so do I love Samoa Joe too. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like they took a lot of heat off of MGF. They did with but, that angle, but they did. Like he was a heel, and this like heel who's like questioning himself, which like, in I know they like to do the long tail story they did with Hangman Page and the alcoholism and then all that stuff and then the Dark Order and things, but like. Not everyone's got time for this hour, like this, uh, this year long thing with your best heel. Yeah, like that guy should yeah. have been on. Like should have had challenge. They, dr- ugh, I hate talking about booking because I, I don't really book. So I want you to channel your inner fandom Fan, from yeah. from ten, fifteen years ago. There, what could AEW do now to get hot again? Less programming. They have too much. Agreed. Uh, uh, Rampage. Why do they have it? You go to so the going to the show. I'm not. I don't want to sit there for six hours on a Wednesday. No, nope, you're going to be dead. Seven, the I'm crowd's going to be dead. The crowd's not ever going to come back again. You know. Um, actually, the, I popped for the hardest thing was when uh, Adam Knight was in the dark match. I'm like, holy shit! And this was right after the slapping thing, and I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, like they got to eliminate something. I loved Collision when it first started. Loved it. Like the that's El- what, not Elton even John. that's barely over a year ago. I know. It and was now so good, I don't. It was so it's not great. even a year ago, actually. It was so great, and just the presentation was different. Yeah, and they just blew it. Like they just. So I the, ha- I have a theory that they could make it work. Oh yeah, they with got the some amount good of wrestling with the five down. hours Wrestlers of programming. Yeah, if they spent if Dynamite is an angle heavy show. Yeah, Collision is a is you know blood and guts and a little yeah. bit of angle. Yeah, and then you do f- your Friday night show to just be dream matches like. Just don't even have angles. Just showcase talent. But I don't want to watch wrestling on a Friday. I and don't. a Saturday. And a Saturday. You're like, so you're asking me to take my weekend? Like, obviously, I'm not going to do that. Like, but I they're beholden to the network. Exactly. And I get it. You got to make your money. Sure. Whatever. But, like, don't expect, like, I don't know. I just think, and I see them doing it right now. It's like, pull the trigger on Strickland now. You got this guy who's super hot. Do it now, you because you got you got Osprey coming down the pipe. Like, 
So then, you so you think pull the trigger now? Yep, unswerve definitely. Would definitely okay as a as a as a baby face. So like, with the title, let's envision that yeah. they pull the trigger. They might do it at Revolution. Yeah, they pull the trigger. He's on top. Yep, baby face on top. If they don't have the heel ready for him, yeah, it he will could fail be a heel, like though. every other title change I know, they've made. But he could be a heel. That's okay, the so thing. They, who they, is the next? If whenever you decide, so. From a Booker standpoint, what you want to be doing is you want to be saying, if we're going to make this change today, what does he do after we make the change? It's the build up is to Osprey in, in uh, England at Wembley. And where so he for the five-month build-up? Yep. yep. That's an interesting idea. And, and I think because Osprey can go either way too, but if he's wrestling in Wembley, he's going to be a face. He could be the biggest heel in Absolutely. the world. Absolutely. He's like Davey's, he's, Davey Boy going in It doesn't Brett. matter. And you... I mean, I've never been, there's been obvious exceptions, Mr. Perfect and uh, Bret Hart at SummerSlam 92, but face versus face just doesn't do it for me. There's no, I wasn't 92? 91 was, 91. but he, but Henning was the heel. Was he the heel he, though? Yeah, 100%. He had coach at ringside. Oh, I'm thinking, you know what I'm thinking of? King, King of the, the Ring 93. Yeah. Which is an amazing second match. Yeah. King of the Ring 93 for just wrestling. Aside from the Hogan Yoko angle, is an amazing and show. And you know what that is? That was Bret Hart having a point to prove because he got screwed out of the strap for yeah. Hogan at, at yeah. Mania that year, and yeah. they were trying to kind of de elevate him. And that yeah. was his way of saying I could carry the company on my back. And it was great. And the match was like Bam Bam, and Bam Bam had the like bye to the final. Oh, that that's top yeah. three favorite pay per views of all and time. And great tournament, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so. We are all kinds of heavy this week, so no mailbag. Let's go straight to the event center. This is your B-She's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Friday, March 1st, Big West Wrestling is in Powell River. Saturday, March 2nd, Thrash Wrestling is in Kelowna. Saturday, March 2nd, Big West Wrestling is in Texada Island. We move to Alberta. Friday, March the 1st, Monster Pro Wrestling is in Edmonton. Saturday, March 2nd, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Edmonton. Saturday, March 2nd, Pure Power Wrestling is in Lethbridge. And finally, over in Saskatchewan, Friday, March 1st, Ringside Wrestling is in Regina. And Saturday, March 2nd, Ringside Wrestling returns to Moose Jaw. And don't forget the Guns and Hoses charity game in support of the Never Alone Foundation featuring the real deal James Roth. You can see the heat taking on the Winnipeg Smoke Saturday, March 2nd at the Hockey for All Center. Tickets are only $10. If you're looking for a ticket, please message us here at B She's Wrestling and we will steer you in the right direction. And that has been your B She's Wrestling Event Center. I'm opening myself up here. I'm exposing myself. If you want to grill me, grill me, Mr. Corba. <laughs> or you. tell me any story you want to tell me. We've right. got 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. Okay. Here's two things. Number one, uh, <laughs> freaking Aaron Brockovich wrestling Oh, show. no. <laughs> okay, I know okay. you're going to talk about so I'm not going to go too much. No, no. I will, I'm an open book. Tell okay. me. Okay. One World United. Yep. Uh, I was working at CD Plus. Yes. And you, and I was like, okay, I'm going to buy tickets. Great. Bought tickets off you. Literally less than a week later, you come into the store with 30 comps. I was so mad. Rightfully like, so. 
I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I would have just preferred it not to know that, but you just can't hear you go. I'm like, and then I, the look on your face was like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, that that was, I've wanted to say that for so long. So okay, man, so that's, that's not really Let curling. me give you an explanation. And it's not a justification, it's <laughs> yeah. an explanation. Yeah. Uh, 100% wrong. Uh, yeah. That show, after that show at the convention center, and I'm going to talk about that in the Test. second part of Jeff Dick. That's how I met Tim Halbert. That's where we met. That's <laughs> really? Where we, really? We had met, so Tim Halbert, friend of the show, um, we had both been, they'd be on the other side heckling, and we'd be the, at PCW. And then we met her like, hey, you're funny, you're funny, let's be friends. And it turned out they lived really close. So something very positive came, came from that. Yes. Okay, good. And I got to see Great White. Oh, yes. You're one of the 20 that stayed. Yes. Okay, so. I was once bitten, twice shy. I <laughs> retired. <laughs> I said I would never, ever run again after that show. Because what happened was I had done New Kenny Wrestling Omega, Nation. Ultimo Dragon. Yep. Black Pearl. That's where I saw Black Pearl for the first yes, time. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, was, I was done. Uh Jeff Dick had taken the lead on promoting that show, and that's why you see a hodgepodge of entertainment. Bob Proctor from The Secret, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Brockovich is finishing speaking, and they're starting to set up the ring. I was there for that because yes. I wanted to like see her. Like I didn't care about. I when just I heard to... Aaron Brockovich was coming to town, I thought Julia Roberts was coming. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, and then Great White and. In the convention center, and here's where we where we're at. We, people were buying wrestling tickets based on what we were trying to put together as a lineup, yeah. which was a star-studded lineup. But nobody understood what they were buying, and yeah. a lot of people thought they were buying into an MLM, and that and they're back to. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, nobody wanted to touch this thing, and no. so we're about six days out, and uh, Jan 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 Jansen. Jan Jansen, I think her name was. It from sounds Denver. like you're making up the no, name. No, no. That this, does sound like a made up yeah. name. She was like. Yeah, this, Jan Jansen. No, 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 no. Uh, she, her and her husband came in because Jeff Dick's wedding was a week or yeah. two before. And she was like a, she had worked for like an American tech company and she, and yeah. Jeff had hired her as CEO. And she has a meeting with us and she said, where are the tickets at for this weekend? And I said, well, they're brutal. Ticketmaster mm-hmm. is somewhere around 40. And I think I've sold about. 35 for wrestling. I said, nothing is selling And they had individual tickets or you could buy for the whole week. Yeah. It was like, it was very convoluted and like, nobody. And the advertising was a full page ad of the sun and you could Aaron Brockovich and wrestling. It didn't tie together in any way. It was a terrible, it it was. So she said, do whatever you have to get the tickets out. We need to get people in that building because we're going to look foolish. Yeah. And I was Six days out, I think when I came to CD Plus that day, was was Sin, Aiden Pringle with me? No. It was no. just me? Oh, he's a, man, Aiden Pringle's an awesome dude. Hell of a great guy. I haven't guy. seen him yeah. forever, but like. Yeah, okay, I, so he wasn't in town yet, so it was before that. Yeah. So I think what it was is like, I knew, how many did you guys buy? 10, 15? Oh, something. Yeah, a, at least six. No, it was a lot. Yeah, it, it was, was it was a healthy amount. And I thought, hey, I got a comp and <laughs> I know it seemed insulting, but at the same time, here's no. somebody who had bought some tickets Let's yeah. give him some more in case he's got more people. Yeah, yeah no, it was fine. It yeah, was, I wasn't that but bad. that was, but it was bad. It was, uh, yeah. and, and the day after that show, I told Jeff, I never want, I never, and he said, we're going to run again. And I said, you can run again. There's some sick matches but, uh, on that show too. What about uh, the Umaga lookalike Tonga kid against oh, yeah. Adam Knight? I know. Uh, Scotty Mack took on Brian Christopher. Yeah. I've got the video from that event. Do you actually have it? Okay. You can thank Scott Carnegie for that. And I can also give you some BS on that. Cause I remember shortly after I was like, Hey, do you have footage of that show? And you're like, you know, and I was in, in film school at the time. You're like, Oh, this, 
it's called the time code is all messed up. I believe the time code is actually messed up. Yeah, and that and that's fine. But I was like, and I think I said that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, I believe the time code is messed up. I don't yeah. know. Like yeah. some people think that I come up I know, with excuses know, to cover know, my ass, and just, sometimes I'm directly honest with you. I'm just give me a hard time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next next one. Our uh, next one was the. It was like I called the anti PCW show because. You decided to post pic. I'm not saying it you. was a video called to you had a bad day. Yeah. And you posted and Wayne pictures Stanton shot on each video. Or yeah, each and picture. it was like, it was rude. It was terrible. It was like JP chaos. He's like, who is this guy? Look at how ugly his wife is. And I'm like, what are you doing? Did chaos have a wife at that time. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I don't, I can't remember exactly. And then also, um, a certain big, sexy tag team were throwing ice at us. Oh no. Oh yeah. We've talked about you're it, friends so. with them now. I'm not friends with I hate AJ. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah you are. You, yeah. Do, you have a lot of hate for you. No, uh, I, 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 I hate for people who don't um, respect the fact that we've given some of these guys a huge opportunity. And you have. And you have. And Bobby Shink's like, it's an entitled thing. He feels he's entitled to it. Whether he says that or not, I don't care. It's his actions. And that's yeah. what's good. Anyway. The slideshow, as it was called. Yes. Terrible. Was something that popped the boys and didn't. Didn't yeah, translate. It was a well. terrible idea, mm-hmm. and I did it. And I was, I own it. Like, <laughs> would you say that's your biggest regret? <laughs> Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, of my regrets that I can recall off the top of my head, or the wrestling idol, that could be one too. I was that JC when I had JC Dirksen uh, grow in his uh, horseshoe. No, is Dirksen? Yeah, he grew in his hair for that. Yeah, is Dirksen against uh, Rich? Uh, fuck, what was his name? Rich. Brian Rich. Oh, yeah. And it was Tony Candelo, Brother Midnight, and I can't remember. Yeah. And then Tony Candelo's like, ah, this kid, Brian Rich, is future in the... Sorry, my impressions yeah. got no, mixed no, that's up. Good. But, um, but. Interesting. I think it fell flat. I think yeah. in my mind, I was Wrestling looking at Idol. something for... That show wasn't one of my favorite shows I ever promoted. No. Um, I met Bob Holly that night, and I had the New Age Outlaws on the show. That's when they were, like, shitting about the rings. Like, I remember... Um, Road Dog was like, I'm gonna break my ankle in this. I remember that. Was that a problem with the with the? Mats? Yeah, you could see the mats. Like you could see the gap where like the wood is, and yeah. you could see it. Like yeah, yeah. I can't remember what ring you're using, but it was uh, an 18 foot. A it was the ring that eventually yeah. became the. Yeah. It was the WFX ring. So I I, yeah, I have a question too. It was about not last week's episode, but the week before. Okay. Um, and this is just uh, two weeks like, ago. What? Okay. Uh, who is it? And this 93. may be more of a, so maybe Mecca can answer it next week. Who was like the, it was a family ref- sharing one brain. Is that oh, wrestlers? That one. I, I, I'm just from like, I, like I can't, I can't tell you on the air. Okay. But it had to do with, I said that there's another wrestler that may want to take an issue with you or. Okay. Want, and he, and he didn't know who, and I, I okay. told him off okay. air. So that, that it's not the, an inside joke. What it is, is, uh. I think at some point there was a wrestler that's told me he yeah. would like to initiate some sort of maybe an angle or maybe just take Shane Madison to task. Okay. I see. And whether he I was, was just, to do it as a podcast guest or maybe on I, a live event. I just event. didn't know if it was like a former, like I couldn't tell. And he said brains don't listener. run in the family. Something like that. Yeah. And there aren't too many wrestling families, but so it's like. It, it, I don't know if it's maybe that maybe the family member I can tell you at one point Sean North Star Reed's family wanted to beat me up and they oh. weren't in the wrestling <laughs> business and it had to do with me not being kind to yeah. the brother. 
So I, but yeah, off yeah, air, I'll choosing. tell you more okay. about that. Um, yeah, I don't know, like to grill you about stuff, like. Oh, you're doing good. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just like, and you sure you weren't behind the Pepito incident? The Pepito incident. You like, don't need to go over it. You've gone over it on the show. No, no, but like, there yeah. are people that are first, uh, that are new oh, listeners. Okay. Uh, uh, somebody set up a, a catfish account as Andrew Shellcross. Yeah, before catfish was even a term. Yeah, yeah, and they pretended to be Andrew, and they negotiated a deal for Pepito to debut yeah. at PCW, and they convinced him that he was to yep. get into the ring and surprise Andrew Shellcross. <laughs> Andrew was supposed to be in on it, and Pepito was told to bring a weapon. He brought a plastic <laughs> bat. Yeah. You saw it. You did, well, was it good? Was it bad? No, it was awkward because it was just like, <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like, Pepito believed Andrew was going to be in yeah, on it and sell. Andrew, there's no way to get into a ring without yeah uh, the other guy knowing. So Andrew knew that Pepito, the great Pepito, was coming. Fre- fresh off his stage, bouncing at new uh, new brand wrestling. Yes, and then he, he went across the ring, and Andrew, who's much stronger and tougher than Pepito, let's yeah. let's paint a picture. By the way, because a lot of people may not have seen Andrew Shellcross. He's a big six dude. foot five, six foot five, two hundred and fifty yeah. pounds, and it's been like. He bounced for yep. years at, yep. at bars where you had to bounce Big people. Dude. You actually had, yeah, so yeah. and Pepito is what five, five foot, foot six? six. I just saw him recently at uh, CNWEA. Yeah, he's. Not a big dude. No, and so he it was a pitbull mauling. Can't believe a, I said that. Pitbull mauling a rabbit, <laughs> and uh, I was not behind it. I yeah. I knew about it. Yeah. I was very scared the night it happened because I knew Andrew was going to link me to it and Andrew yeah. knew where I lived and I believed I was going to get yeah. shit kicked properly. Um, it it was, uh, in that era, there was a lot of let's prank Andrew. Yeah. And the slideshow was in that time and it was, Andrew was yeah. the victim of a of a lot of energy that was not not. Professional just, in any way. I remember just being really awkward, that screen. Thing. With, with Corbett in the room, maybe you'll admit that you're... Behind Rokeby. I'm not, no, Rokeby rib, I was in the, I was in, when. What do you think? So we were in a vehicle. Okay, so. Oh, here we go. Oh, he's he's in the vehicle. I was in the vehicle. Now you're in the vehicle. (laughs) We drove. Now you're the one calling. We're going down. We left Yorkton. Yeah. So I would be a conspirator. Yeah. We left Yorkton and we drove by this venue and uh, (laughs) Danny said to me, (laughs) leave that in. Uh, I said we sh- we should we should run a show there at this beautiful Rokeby Community Club, which you know. Yeah. yeah. And Danny said we should say we did run a show there, <laughs> and yeah. then and then it led to well, Andrew ran a show there, and we all the yeah. way four hour drive and just spitballing a lineup. I did not know that that would lead to an email being sent to every news site, yeah. and then it getting coverage and people look. I it was just a car ride of laughter. Yeah that ended up becoming a reality. And I, I've always said like, I didn't take the action. I was there and it'd be no different than you and I spitballing and laughing and saying, Oh, this would be funny if it happened. And yeah. then it happened. And I was, I didn't do it. But, and Andrew even said long after when I told him exactly how it went down, he said, you're equally as freaking guilty because you're a conspirator to, to you, <laughs> you helped plan it. You helped plan it. You should do this. You're just as guilty. Yeah. yeah. So, but I've always said, I did not pull the Rokeby rib because the actual rib was whoever sent the email yeah. and, and turned it into what it was. Did you pull the CNWEA rib? 
I don't know what that rib was. Oh, just the show in general. Oh, well, it would be. I have the ticket stub in my wallet because I have a very. So you th- maybe I'm Rob Steele, but I just use a Facebook front. Yeah, are you Rob Steele? I am not Rob Steele. I believe people have met Rob Steele. I have not. Uh, Mecca uh-huh. talked to Rob Steele on the phone. Yeah. Although yeah. Mike Davidson is a master of disguise. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, yeah, I am one I, of those voice changer. Remember yeah, those? Okay, yeah, quickly. Yeah. Shit talkers. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. You have an Ernie Todd story. Oh yeah. Or right. is that so, from Premier Fitness? So to come back full circle, I was at Premier Fitness, uh, working out, and then you know, I, I used to go with my friends, and then we're sitting down in the change room, and naked Ernie Todd comes up and he's like, oh, How's no. it going? So he's full like his full moon landing. His like, keys full, is hanging out. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh how's it going, buddy? I'm like, Why are you talking to me, man? Like it was the point of like I was trying to pretend not to know who he was because he was butt-ass naked did he have i was sitting down too and he was just like swinging for the fences like, dude. <laughs> like i'm like man he's like how's it going you come to the next show i'm like why are you please stop talking put on put, put a towel on and then we can talk. yeah then yeah so that is like full-on almost moon landing there and uh oh no yeah um but and oh there's like the drunk ernie todd at uh, bumpers i don't think ernie drinks and well not now but at that one show where he was throwing out his t-shirt Bobby J. No, no, I didn't say Bobby J. Uh, Ernie did Todd. Did I say Bobby J? No, no. But er, Ernie I, Todd. I'm, Ernie Todd. Ernie Todd got drunk. Yeah, at a, a bumper show, and he was throwing out his T-shirt to the crowd. Oh no. Yeah, and wow. then, uh, and we uh, to wrap this all up, we used to get into those shows for free because Cayman Broda would sell wrestling tickets for pizza. We're both Andrew Dillon Jr. and I worked at Little Caesars, so we would trade ev- almost every CWF show for pizza. Yeah. That's a heck that's, of a hookup. That's a good I gimmick. Know. I know. Yeah. And so were we paying for the pizza at Little Caesars? No. Oh, so free so, for you? Yeah, free for So we would get into a lot of CW. Any other great stories before we let you go? Um, Not that I can mention on air, no. Okay, James <laughs> Corba, it's been great. Episode yep. 96 of Be She's Wrestling. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be on again. Ah, before oh. we go, yep. what number are you at for running a show? I was going to ask. Thank you. Yep. What percentage Ooh, are we what at this week? What percentage at? Wait, wait, do you want to handicap it? What do you think he's at? Uh, just cause this joke, uh, I'm going to say 69%. He's a little negative this week. I'm going to go, I'm going to say 50%. Fitty, fitty. I'd say 50, 50. Fitty, fitty. All right. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right.